welcome slam dunking superstars it's me the internet gremlin better known as aaron and this is super pot saga This episode is going to be a finger-licking treat today. We're going to take a break from the usual uh, disorganized chaos of Superpod Saga, and instead we're going to have a sweet, sweet roundtable discussion all about our favorite video game soundtracks because we're all we're all addicted to the to this sweet honey-like scent of video game tunes. And for any of you listeners, I'll be sure to leave a playlist of the songs in the episode description. I'm joined today by what is, in my opinion, the Justice League of video game music aficionados. We've got Tony. Say hi. What's up? Jameson, say hi. Hello. You too, Bill. What's happening? Rick. Hey, everyone. Buck? Or would you prefer to go by Jody, actually? Jody is fine. And hello, everyone. And Aaron. Hello. That's me. Well, yeah. Tony, he's the Superman of our group. He's indestructible, except for his one weakness. Finely crafted Italian shoes. The, the sweet scent of Italian leather just ruffles his feathers, and he, he cannot stop himself from going into a blind rage. That is accurate. <laughs> and Jameson, he's our Flash. He can think fast, move fast, and eat fast, but he's very prone to getting tummy aches and hiccups. That's correct. I can also drink beer fast when I need to. Oh, just, just like Bill when his power's out. Seven beers deep. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Speaking of Bill, he's the Martian Manhunter of our roundtable group. He can do literally fucking everything, shape-shifting, invisibility, super strength, psychic powers, all that shit, but he's he's just deathly afraid of fire. Accurate. Then there's Rick. He's our Hawkman. He has sweet wings, and he can summon birds, but he is just not great with weddings or tuxedos, because I don't know if you've ever tried to get a tuxedo with wings or spots for wings, but it's very difficult, right, Rick? That's right. Not great with weddings, but uh, you might say I'm a pretty good wingman. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's good. (laughs) Jody here, he's our green arrow. He's a master archer, and that's that's about it. Yep. As long as I got arrows, I'm fine. Without arrows, I'm useless. (laughs) (laughs) That leads me to us. I'm your Aquaman for tonight. King of the seas, but I'm absolutely fucking worthless on land. Like, what the fuck can Aquaman do on land besides nothing? He's got a, like, spear arm at one point in the continuity. Spear arm? That's fucking sweet. I'll take that. I remember that. Uh, You also have fantastic hair then, too. And a beard. Big, big, like, Viking Viking beard. Damn it. That's Yeah, I can't grow a beard. You remember the 90s when they tried to make Aquaman cool? (laughs) I remember the Justice League cartoon, them trying to. Uh, he was based off of the 90s version, so... Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I've always been a big fan of the uh, Nickelodeon Kablam parody of Stinky Diver. Oh, I remember oh, that. And, oh, melt, and, right there. and Melt Man with the power to melt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know why that's the one I remember. <laughs> what a fucking show. Well, all right, yeah, we'll have the, everybody go around and introduce yourselves. Uh, yeah, just short and sweet. Uh, of course, if you have like a show or a stream or whatever, go ahead and plug it. But uh, we will start. We'll start with, with Jody because he's he's right there. He he's uh yeah. What? So uh, I'm mostly on Twitter as Bakuil, B A K U I E L. 
I do have a YouTube and a Twitch. I haven't been in there in quite a while, but uh, hopefully get started up again. Right on, man. Bill, what's going on? What where can people find you and or your show if they want to? Uh, so I'm Bill. I'm uh, I run an Instagram blog on Instagram called The Barber Who Games, and I am the the co-host of the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, a video game and anime podcast I host with my sister Alex, where we talk about a whole bunch of variety of topics. It's usually a mess, but it's the it's a it's a fun mess. I also have the 3DO experience. It's another podcast where I talk about the 3DO. It's kind of on hiatus right now. It might come back at some point. <laughs> Just like the 3DO itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Jameson, it's your turn. Hey, uh, yeah. So my name is Jameson. Uh, I'm the host of Bar Silence, a VGM podcast. It's a show I release it once a month, uh, mostly because it's something that I can actually fit into a month because I have to do a little bit of research for each one. Uh, it mostly focuses on learning about and kind of jamming out to the very best video game music from past and present. Uh, if you want to learn more, you can find me at Bar Silence uh, VGM on Twitter, and you can check out the show at BarSilence.com. Radical. Radical Rick, it's your turn. Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, my, my name is Rick. I'm the host of Pixel Project Radio, a sort of video game book club podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. The ats are a little different. Just search Pixel Project Radio. We'll come up. And you can use that same search term on any of your favorite pod-catching devices to find the show. Sweet. And Tony? Hi. I host a little podcast called PlayStation Rumble. Uh, we're mostly PlayStation-centric, uh, although in our open discussions we usually ramble on and this past this recent episode we just talked about zelda for like a half hour <laughs> before we before we uh talk about our main game but yeah uh we do our thing we're on everything i think we're on spotify apple and everything else i think uh playstation rumble we'll also uh we are ps rumble on uh, the twitter and my own personal twitter is tony gear solid and i post all kinds of bullshit and yeah uh <laughs> i guess check it out sweet Right on. If you're listening to this, you already know where to find Superpod Saga, of course, but just superpodsaga.com. Each episode is a different topic and all that stuff. Uh, Tommy is way more uh, well put together than I am. I'm like a last minute on the edge of my fucking seat kind of person. Yeah, I'm, I'm barely holding this thing together. So without further ado, let's let's get on to, I guess, the little appetizer portion that I have planned here. So. Uh, I wanted everybody to shout out one one track that somebody else added. If, if you can talk about why you why you love it so much, we'll start in reverse order. We'll start with Tony. Oh yeah, uh, Aaron. I really like Chrono Cross. Uh, I actually like it more than like fucking Chrono Trigger. I actually don't like Chrono Trigger very much, which I know I'm my anomaly, <laughs> but I prefer Chrono Cross. And the Field of Time is a fucking banging little tune. Um, yes. It's just very sure relaxing is. and just dope as fuck. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good. a great choice. <laughs> it is. God, I love Chrono Cross's soundtrack. Whew. Oh, Dude, tingles. same. I love that yeah, game. It's so good. <laughs> that game is literally the definition of more party members. <laughs> yes, two games that, like that to play. It took me the longest time to figure out the fucking battle system, but once it clicked, it really clicked, and I loved the hell out of it for the rest of the time. Oh, yes, dude. Oh, my God. It fucking... <laughs> not not to get too into Chrono Cross, but like 
what's so funny about that game is like all the weird characters are not the best like all the best characters are just the plain fucking human characters <laughs> yeah. except for the cyborg i guess but yeah <laughs> i don't know if anybody watched like hc hc bailey back in the day like doing let's plays but every time when he was playing chrono cross like literally anytime he got a new party member he'd always be like more party members <laughs> like it was just great <laughs> it's been such a long oh, time since i played it but i remember yeah, i remember it's just it gets overwhelming at a certain point, and I just stuck to the same three characters after a while. Oh boy! All right, Rick, what uh, what track did you like that somebody else added? Yeah, so my pick was actually going to be Fields of Time as well from Chrono Cross. Uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to pick a uh, a track from a game that I haven't played, uh, but I will go to my backup. My backup was one that uh, Jameson uploaded from Bar Silence uh, from R Four Ridge Racer, the track through. I liked the uh, the sound patches were very late 80s, early 90s, uh, really, really good. And once the r- sort of rave drum beat and rave feel comes in, that like combined with the, the, the sound patches, terrific. Really liked it. Awesome. Yeah, man, I absolutely love that whole soundtrack. It's so good. And it's something that it's weird. It's like one of those games that I've played for a long time and I'll pick it up every once in a while, but I've listened to the soundtrack continually for years. That's legit like one of the best racing games on the PlayStation 1, too. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The graphics did something that I think that like other games could have done, but just didn't know how to. It was like, it took the elevation that Metal Gear Solid took to the PlayStation and gave to mm. gamers, and then applied it to racing. It was, un- it was unreal. I think the only racing game that's more realistic looking on the PlayStation is probably Gran Turismo 2. But, I mean, that's Gran Turismo 2, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> they have that Sony money. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of money, what about you, Jameson? What was the one track that you loved? Uh, for me, let's see here. Uh, I actually, I'm gonna go with uh, with Tony uh, Tony's track. Uh, yeah, Tony's track. Uh, you had a couple of really awesome songs, man. But that uh, that Jesper Kid song from the Adventures of Batman and Robin on the Sega Genesis is unreal. Jeez, I know it is. It's it's fucking the way it's it just builds up. So long. <laughs> it's a, I know it's like nine minutes long. I, there was another one. Yeah. I can't remember. There was another one I wanted to pick, but I chose that one because it, it's just this long, like, like '90s industrial build-up to like the center, like hook. It's like if Trent Reznor from the '90s made a 16-bit mm-hmm. soundtrack, it would be <laughs> *The Avengers of Batman and Robin*. The sound in that is awesome because uh, Jesper Kid actually made the custom sound driver for that when he worked mm. for Xyrinx, and that, like, whatever it was, that dude loved bass. Because that is the bassiest soundtrack I've ever listened to on this Genesis. Yes, oh, yeah. the bass and the, the little laughing sounds. I'm guessing so yeah. like the laughing sound for the Joker is just once it all fucking comes together, it just it just hits hard. I love that you picked the Genesis version too over the Super Nintendo version because the Genesis version is like one of the most graphically impressive games on the Genesis. It's like insane the shit they put in that game. Seriously, with the way those backgrounds worked, I don't think I've ever gotten past the second level in that fucking game. <laughs> it, yeah, it's incredibly hard game. Speaking of being incredibly hard, what about you, Bill? The the song, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the, these seven beers, I'm not sure about that. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was actually um, another pick of uh, Jameson's uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Crazy Motorcycle. So I'm not a huge fan of the mini games in like Final Fantasy VII. Like some of them are just not great. Like you know, like the dolphin cpr mini whatever that was um but the, the motorcycle one is actually one of my favorites and that song i love like the just kind of like 
kind of like upbeat like notion of it and it kind of just intense like everything going around at the same time and it's also legitimately one of the few mini games that isn't a pain to play so yeah oh man i love that song there's something about the energy in that track but uh the best way for me to describe that mini game if we need to put some words and comparisons to it is it's basically final fantasy road rash <laughs> yes <laughs> pretty That's much very accurate <laughs> holy christ that's so true and then there was a cpr mini game like i i don't understand but okay <laughs> i just remember that song just being like the song i heard but from one of the first like big fmvs i've ever seen in a video game mm. up to that point yeah so it always just reminds me of like watching it with my friend when he was playing it and just being you know blasted by this awesome song and just seeing like at the time top of the line like uh, cg graphics on the, on the fucking console yeah it was awesome i think that's actually probably one of the longer sequences on the first disc or i think it was first disc right it's yeah yeah that was yeah, uh, I, I think the end of the first disc it's right at the end well actually i hmm it's right at the end of midgar i don't actually think it's the end of the first disc Oh, okay. It's right when you're breaking out with Red Thirteen, right? Though. Yeah, you're escaping yeah. the um, the science lab, or the it, Shinra building, a, I think. The yeah. Shinra, yeah. Yeah. It's literally the last sequence you do in Midgar before you finally get to the overworld. Moving on. How about you, Jody? Uh, I think I gotta go with uh, Jameson picked uh the one from the X Men ar- arcade game. Yeah, here. Jameson, you're the man of the hour. Have you ever uh, have you ever thought about starting a music podcast? I think, honestly, I think I might try it out. <laughs> that, that one reminds me of actually walking into the arcades when I was a kid, especially my brother, because that was his favorite game to go in there. And you, yeah, could just, really. you could always hear it over everything. It, was, it had to have been the loudest. Dark yeah. in my area had this, like, the six one, the, the big one of like, all the, yeah. the six players. That's the one we had, too. Was that the one with the dual screen, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, had the two screens. And like one screen was going like was like a uh, kind of like fizzing out. So you'd see it kind of flicker. <laughs> yeah, both oh. of ours were sort of like that. They weren't great. We always played. I always played Wolverine, and my brother always played Dazzler. And I have no idea why, because nobody wanted to be Dazzler except my brother. I don't even know who Dazzler is. That's an X Man. She she's an X Man that can use sound to create light and explosions. She's oh. also a rock star. It wasn't right. like the game also based off that. Uh... Like the one episode, like animated series from the eighties. Yeah, from yeah. that one. Yeah, that's what it's based yeah. on. And like Wolverine has the like ability to like shoot lasers out of his claws because they need to give him a super attack that does the most. Okay. Thing. What the <laughs> fuck? It's yeah, then, like, it's uh, a messed up game, but it was fun. The Colossus just like made they want to disintegrate. He would just yeah, like exploded everything. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I couldn't decide on one track because uh, first off, Jameson, you're you're a man of my heart, and you added Bomberman Heroes uh, Redial, and I, I, I love did. Bomberman Heroes soundtrack so much. All oh my life, fucking ooze and monogenic and radial, not to be confused with Redial. There's radial and Redial. They're all <laughs> just so boppy and bassy and just like, like upbeat, and I I don't know. I don't know music words. I just like how upbeat, but like also lo-fi. I don't know. They're good. But I also really love, uh, Bill, you added Conquest from Fire Emblem Awakening, and I just fucking love that track so much. That's like the only track I ever want to hear whenever I'm uh, beating the piss, beating the absolute fucking trash out of dudes on a battlefield. I just The amount... The amount of grinding I did in Fire Emblem Awakening, thank God the battle theme is so fucking great. <laughs> like, <No. laughs> no. there's, 
they pack so many fucking instruments in that song too. It starts off with like those heavy drums and then fucking strings and flutes and like all sorts of stuff. It's so like, chill it's, too. Like you, yeah. you it, it doesn't sound like it would be a combat theme, but like it works so well. It sounds more of like a like a save room theme kind of thing, or like like a hub world. Oh Over, I thought more overworld to be honest, but Yeah. So good. Well hell yeah. That's all of our all of our little shout outs and everything like that. Again, yeah, I'll leave a little little link to the playlist in the episode description here. But now now for the, the meat and potatoes of the whole goddamn thing. We'll just go around the table or yeah, go around the table, I guess. Yeah, just one by one. We'll we'll go down our top three. If we have time, we can do another one or something like that. But the order that we'll go in, because again, I, I swear to god I'm not an egomaniac. That's just like the, the order that I copy and pasted all these in here. Me I'm sorry. Don't hate me, please, everybody. I love you all. And then Jameson, and then Rick, and then Jody, and then Bill, and then Tony. Does that sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds cool. Good. All right. Bot is ready. Sweet. Well, yeah, it started already, but first first track that's queued up, or the, I guess my, my first pick, I don't know, whatever the fuck, uh, it's the boss battle theme from Shin Megami Tensei 4. And we'll just chill and listen to this here for just a second before I start babbling about how much I love this game. I'll admit, I actually didn't like this the first time that I listened to this one. Uh, not my kind of music, but it really grew on me. <laughs> I actually like it a lot more now. What I like about this, uh, well, one of the things that I like about this is the composer, uh, Ryoto Kazuka, was also the one that did several of the Persona dancing games and all of those arrangements, which, which is mind-boggling to me because... <laughs> the breadth of this guy's style is just so good. Uh, it's it's crazy to hear this and then to think back to all of the remixed dance themes. It's really cool. Very talented composer. The whole soundtrack to this game is just so good. Like This boss battle theme is like... I don't want to say that Shin Megami Tensei or, or any Shin Megami Tensei game is like survival horror meets RPG because it kind of isn't but like I guess like this this theme right here really makes you feel like because it's like the first boss you come across is just like this big beefy fucking yoked out minotaur and like you have no idea what's coming like this this fuck this track just starts 
slapping the fucking heavy guitars on you. And it really makes you think, like, holy shit, like, this must, like, I, I really need to, I guess, pull out all the stops. And, like, that first boss battle just beats your ass over and over and over until you finally, I guess, start to get the hold of the game. But I guess what I'm getting at is that, like, the track really, I guess, makes you, oh, man, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? It makes it makes you really feel like... I fuck I don't know. I thought I had this in the bag because I've played this game like three <laughs> times over, but I can't think of like the right words to use. So honestly, I, I I never played this game, but this as my first experience listening to the soundtrack. This is probably the perfect song to start with. It is so heavy and it is awesome, but those electric those like electronic chime sounds or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh Rick, maybe you can probably tell what instrument it probably might be uh emulating there, but it is so awesome, and it gives so much depth to it that is absolutely uh, in opposition to the wailing guitars, and I love it. Is that like a, like a uh, boss theme or something? Because it certainly sounds like one. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's pretty, it's pretty fucking dope. I uh, I never played it myself, but that makes me want to like. That's for the DS, right? Yep, 3DS. 3DS. Yeah, that makes me want to break it. I think I have it. It makes makes me want to break out and play it. The whole. The whole soundtrack to that game is just loaded with heavy guitars and like almost 80s style dark synth because like the world map theme I think it's just called Tokyo is like it's just like this droning like synth wave kind of shit and yeah the whole soundtrack just kind of makes it feel on edge the whole time like it makes it feel like I guess at every turn you know there could be danger or like you could you Honestly, like in the game, you can die with like any fucking enemy that you encounter, and yeah, it just keeps you on edge, like on your toes the entire time. You know, typical, typical Atlas there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jameson, what's what's your first pick? Uh, so we'll start with the song called uh, "Through" from Ridge Racer Type Four. That's the uh, song that we mentioned earlier. It's an awesome, awesome track from an awesome, awesome game.
Goddamn, this is a song that I would jog to at three in the morning. It's absolutely like a, a night driving kind of track. <laughs> Makes me want to play this game. <laughs> it's like a very like mid-90s, late-90s house feel to it. I love that I, PlayStation era synth. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Like, honestly, this soundtrack was like, it, it's got like this like drum and bass meets jazz meets deep techno and house kind of sound to it. And I, I just, I soup, I love it. It's so good. Cause like the graphics engine for this game totally changed everything for what Ridge Racer was. So the sound matched by completely changing. Mm. It went from being that like, hard style techno to like this, like, you know, all encompassing, like cool sounding soundtrack. honestly just not a bad track on that whole soundtrack because like my usual video game music playlist i have a couple other tracks um on your way and lucid rhythms and then like oh, yeah. there's a bunch of other ones but those are two that i never skip i can never my thumb paralyzes once i once i hover it right over that next button it's like no <laughs> i love that xylophone sounding like synth they got going on there like that just screams like playstation era to me for yeah. sure man Dude, I love this game. Like honestly, it was it was it was a cool because it was like the first truly PlayStation only Ridge Racer game, and they created a story mode where each different team that you chose to like participate in, it kind of matched your racing style. Was it had its own script that you would race through. So every couple of tracks, every heat that you raced, like there was some type of progress and story that you made on its way through. It almost made it like a Ridge Racer RPG ish kind of game. That's cool as fuck. Mm. It was so cool. And you can play it on PlayStation 5 now. I know it's in it's in the PSN store, and I think if you've got the PlayStation Plus Ultra Super Edition, it's one of the free games you can play. Oh, it's, it was it's, on I the, didn't uh, know that. I need a, uh, I've never played Ridge Racer, so I kind of want to check it out now. It was on the PlayStation yeah. Classic, too, if anyone had that. Yes, sir. I saw, I saw that at the dollar Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I almost considered and, buying it. It was only 40 bucks. I've, I, I should have bought it. Goddamn, I, was, so I was the oh. dumbass that bought that thing at launch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I pre-ordered it, and then when I heard how bad it was, I just canceled it. <laughs> and I wanted to buy it, but I never saw it like lower than like fifty bucks in my area. So I was like, "Hell, fuck no!" It was down to like twenty after a month in my area. Mm-hmm. I I paid the full ninety nine though. I felt like an idiot. And, uh, <laughs> the Target in my area had like a stack full of them, and it, the prices never went below fifty. And otherwise, I would I would end up buying it, but. I never just giving, saw one. giving away to somebody like a div of the SNES mm. Mini because I have all the, most of the games anyway. So, I mean, it's it's mm. the cheapest way to play Revelations Persona. So that's what I was. Yeah, gonna which say. is <laughs> yeah, I jumped in on it for that. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, next up, we have one from Rick. What uh, what's the first track that we have from you, dude? That is right. Uh, and th- this track is from the game Tomba Two, and it is the theme from the Town of the Fishermen. Nice. I've never played a, a Tomba, or yeah, it, you pronounce it Tomba, right, or Tomba? Uh, I always say Tomba. Um, okay. The uh, the theme for all of my picks are games that I love with with great soundtracks too. Yeah. But uh, games that I wish people would talk about more, and Tomba Hell is yeah. no exception. Hell yeah! Let's fucking dive in.
dude. Holy shit. So there are a lot of things to like about this soundtrack in general. Um, my background uh, is in music. I, I was in music school for quite a long time. I was a professional performer, teacher. And something that I think about anytime I hear a new piece of music, whether I'm just listening to it, teaching it, performing it, is I think about and I ask myself, what is the character of this piece? What it, What is the emotion or uh, attribute that this music is trying to affect? And what I love about this soundtrack is there's so much, it feels vigorously positive and optimistic and upbeat. Uh, and this is the first area in the game. So you get hit with this right away. And it is just terrific. Um, the composer actually recently passed away. His name was Ashif Akik. Um, weird in, in that this game had a separate soundtrack for Japan. Uh, Ashif Hakik composed the non-Japanese version of this um, <clears throat> and he passed away not too long ago he uh, I, I love his use of melodic percussion of pitched percussion mm. in this whole soundtrack you get a lot of steel drum you get a lot of uh, tubular bells you get a lot of marimba xylophone glockenspiel and the result is just this <laughs> incredibly <laughs> optimistic incredibly upbeat uh, it's really tough to listen to this and not, you know, feel good. Uh, and, and and I love it. It's and it's a terrific game too. I, I really wish more people talked about it. But oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a massive massive fan of this soundtrack. Uh, it does go into darker territories with some of the music, but a lot mm. of it is like this. It's very jubilant. It's very playful. Um, it reminds me of being a kid, and I I love it so much. You know, Rick, you had said like. Nobody talks about Tomba. Even less people talk about Tomba 2. So, I mean... <laughs> it was a really late PlayStation 1 release, wasn't it? Like 2000 or something mm, like that? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. came out two, 2000 in North America. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. And the first one was a cult classic to begin with, so the second one was even less talked about. <laughs> yeah. And no, no shade to the it. Japanese composer. Uh, Shina Ozawa was the one that composed the Japanese version of this. I cannot for the life of me, and I could not for the life of me, find any information as to why there are two soundtracks. Uh, but Ashif Hakik composed the one that I played as a kid and the one that I love a lot. I love how this song starts off really like soft and like simple, and then it gets really like, it goes to like from one to a hundred like real quick. Yeah, you get a little uh, distorted guitar along with all of those steel drums. It's really, it's really cool. Like how yeah, it's an awesome song. How different is the alternate soundtrack? Because I'm, I'm just wondering what they, what they, uh, like how they change it. Like, is it like less tropical or? I'm going to own up to this on air and say that I did not listen to it. So <laughs> I, I apologize. Uh, I was going to say I just finished playing uh, Wonder Boy and Monster World for the Genesis. This nice. actually seems like the logical progression from the music that's in that. Uh, awesome it has a very similar style, but much better because it's on PlayStation instead of on the Genesis, right? Uh, yes. Better yeah. sound on it. It's pretty yeah, awesome. like a audio evolution. This song, like, it's a, it's impossible not to have a good time listening to this song. Like, either you're in some type of like super bad mood, or maybe you just need to start the song over and hear it again. But like, the song was it. Uh, we'll just call it extremely positive feeling. 
You want to hear more of Ashif Hakik? He also did the soundtracks for Sly Cooper and Crash Nitro Kart, to name a couple. He did. Okay, wow. All right. They are excellent music. Hell yeah. Speaking of excellent, Jody, what was your first pick, man? All right, so this is the only pick I had that came after the year 2000. (laughs) It came in the year 2009 uh, from The Dark Spire. Published by Atlas, it's a little, it's less known than the Atrian Odyssey games, uh, but uh, it has just amazing music. And the fourth floor is probably my favorite in it, uh, out of all of them. God, the game just looks so much. It it looks like the visuals are just so cool. It reminds me of those like, remember those posters you could get in like the early two thousands, where like they start off black, but you could like, uh, like draw on them, and like as you draw, like the they'd be like these bright colors. The colors know. come out on them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. reminds me of something like that. Yeah, and this game has because there's two soundtracks for this game because there's the one that's made that has the full DS everything the DS can do, and then there's an eight bit soundtrack hidden if you want to be more old school with it. And the visuals you can do the same thing. There's the all the painted visuals, and you can turn it to just an eight bit, and it looks like almost old wizardry type game. Nice. It looks nice. like uh, what should I call it? And uh, the one adventure game for NES. I cannot remember the name of it right now. Battlegate. Yeah, it reminds me of like Shadowgate. It's very similar art style. Yeah, a thousand, a thousand ways to die. The game. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do it. Oh yes. DS had a very underrated sound card. It did. It almost sounds like there's an actual orchestra there with like a harpsichord triangle. Mm. You can definitely hear the influence from like John Carpenter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. there is a serious Halloween Castle vibe to this song. Yeah. I just love that and little. What do you call it? Like tiny piano, the harpsichord, or like the or what's it called? Harpsichord is the one that uses the strings instead of it's an old style piano that uses strings, so it has a plucky noise instead of like the tapping. Yeah, yeah, Harpsichords are plucked and pianos are struck. Yeah. Whatever whatever instrument is making that like da na 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 something like straight out of Castlevania. It does. It does have very yeah. And the nice thing about this kind of music, the music I find for this whole soundtrack, it's not something you get bored of, which is great in a dungeon crawler where you're going to spend hundreds of hours in these same floors, right? Yes. Right. Very important. And an RPG, for that matter. Like, it's a very important thing for a great soundtrack. Especially if you're like me and try to make a ninja who is a hobbit or a halfling. It's uh, You have to get a million XP to get him the strength requirement to change him from a thief to a ninja. Oh my god. They left that character out of the Lord of the Rings movies, and I'm a little bummed about it. <laughs> I like that the developer for this game is just success. I've never played anything else by them, and but they're awesome. This this game is my favorite game on the entire DS. They made a shooter game called Zookeeper, apparently. <laughs> they also did the Cotton Games, which I really like the music in the Cotton Games, but I've never played any of them. Oh wait, no, Zookeeper is a puzzle game. Never mind. 
<laughs> Kevin <I'm> James Zookeeper. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't like. Oh, this this song absolutely like it encapsulates just... the the whole vibe of the game. Like I've I've only ever watched people play it because I don't have two hundred dollars to shell out for the game. Yeah. <laughs> I I fluked out and happened to get a copy of this years ago. My nephew has it now. Uh, when it first came out, it just happened to be that came into our EB Games. Oh, Dude, I had uh, I was at a convention and I had the choice between. So I had just enough money. There was two DS games I was looking at, and I had like literally just enough money for one of the two. And I looked down; it was the Dark Spire, and then Contact, and I wanted Contact more. So, <laughs> oh, Contact yeah. is good though. I love. Oh, that game is a good soundtrack. It's not soundtrack. Oh my God, Aaron, soundtrack. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's been uh, a day. Yes, it has. Speaking of uh, speaking of days, Bill, what's your what's your first pick? Uh, so my first pick is the floating imperial city from Tales of the Abyss. So Matoi Sakurabora is kind of a controversial composer um, in a lot of people's eyes because a lot of his music kind of like sounds the same. But um, this song, like you, this 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 song is the main theme of a uh, one of the main cities in the game that you revisit on multiple occasions throughout. And every time I'm here, I like just I love that like guitar, like acoustic guitar in the background, like the orchestral flutes and stuff. It just it's such a pleasant song, and it like just kind of like keeps you going through this point of the game whenever you show up there. Yeah, you really can't go wrong with any Tales game, honestly. Oh, he did Tales of Symphonia also. Okay. I should have known. Well, he did, did he pretty this? he did pretty much every Tales game except for Legendia. He did Golden Sun? Oh my It looks like uh, Dark Souls and Mario Tennis. If you go on Matoi Sakurabura's like uh, credits for songs soundtracks he's done, you're gonna find probably like twelve games that you know because he's done everything. He really has, dude. That's well, kind of why tunnel, he gets yeah. he gets a lot of criticism for being samey. I don't agree 100% with that because no. I love a lot of stuff he's done. This song though is so pleasant and I, I like I love just like kicking back and just playing this in the background. Yeah, this is an excellent song. Uh I actually never played this game, but I've played a lot of other games that he's done soundtracks for, you know, like like Tales of Destiny and Tales mm. of Destiny 2, Golden Sun, all those kind of games. But his, uh this song in particular has that like like totally has a hometown vibe to it. Well, it's literally a floating city, like on like the ocean that's like completely surrounded by water from all sides. And it's just, it's all like bright white too. And it, it just, this song is so fitting. And literally I was saying like, you go here so many times throughout the game. And like, every time you hear this song, you're like, this is so pleasant. I love this. You said you played this, right? This is my second favorite game of all time. Did you play it on PS2 or the 3DS release? Or both? Both. 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 I, I played it on PS2 when it first came out, and when the 3DS version got announced, I bought it day one. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, my favorite Tales game by far. I just can't believe that he also did the music for Golden Sun and people tell him. Well, I guess, and, and Star Ocean. I guess it's hard to, like, be Sammy when you're going from, like, GBA to the PS2, but, like... Mm. He also did... He also did all the keyboards on uh, Bravely Default. 
I, I saw that. I just oh, nice. I was going to bring that Those up. Those were good soundtracks. Hell yeah, they were, dude. Mobile golf. <laughs> oh, it looks like he also played with the Earthbound Papas, led by Umatsu. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, cool. Is that the follow-up gets... to the Black Mages? Yes. Okay. It's the one that wasn't, like, uh, basically Squaresoft had no ownership rights over it, so he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. Because technically Square owns the Black Mages trademark. Yeah. Uh. He did. Holy cow! He also did the Valkyrie Profile series. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah he also he also did Shining Force Three. He 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 did everything pretty much. Yeah. Oh, he's the one that did Force Force Three. I'm playing that now. Mm. I love Shining Force Three. It's <laughs> yep. amazing. Yeah, yeah there's okay. some variety in games. There's like pretty much every Mario Golf game, and then you also yep. have like Dark Souls in there. So he was like Camelot Software's main pro- main uh, composer. He was also uh, Tri Ace's main composer. All right, Tony. What is your first pick? Oh, my pick is from uh, the game Hotline Miami, just called Miami Original Mix. Those who played it know it's like a very brutal game. And you're like stuck on a particular stage for a long time and you finally get success and this song starts playing. It's just like, uh, gives you a very like Miami's synth, uh, the Miami's synth sound from the 80s. And it's just, it's like so like relaxing, rewarding to hear it every time. Nice. The one game where you can kill somebody with a door. Just blast them in the fucking <laughs> face of the door. <laughs> Do it. This is incredibly chill, though. This actually sounds straight out of a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> well, not not so much now, but the start it did. <laughs> dude, that drum and bass, dude. Mm. I do imagine this being in a brutal game. This is driving around at night type of track. Definitely is. A, yeah, definitely. I, I have like half the soundtrack on my um, Spotify playlist, and sometimes when I work, walk to work at like at six thirty in the morning. And I'll play, and the sun is coming up. It just like fits uh, that mood. Yeah, excellent. That's the mood, dude. That is the mood. I love the 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 beat that it has going on. Like is is very like strong, but then like the background stuff is like so chill, and it like just like carries the whole thing together. It's awesome. It's like calming, yet also kind of intimidating at the same time. Right. This game came out in 2012, right? Yeah, I think like, so, yeah. Ca- yeah, because this is like super reminiscent of like the, the Drive soundtrack, the movie Drive. Oh, the game was like actually that. inspired by Drive. Oh, six, I never actually played my Hotline Miami. This song is awesome. It's got that super deep synthwave vibe. I, I really dig this track. The entire soundtrack is fucking top notch, but uh, the entire soundtrack is done by like different artists. I think the creator of the game, uh, what's his name? Ba ba ba, Jasper Byrne. He made some of the soundtrack, but other soundtracks from like other artists as well. But he did like the main soundtrack, uh, this song in particular. This kind of reminds me of something you hear from 
Ridge Racer uh, Type 4 or whatever. I don't know why, but for some reason this screams to me like visual novel, like background music. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I, I can see this... Hand. I could see this in like Ace Attorney when you're just investigating something. There's, I could believe this could be played in like uh, back in the '80s. Like I could believe this came right straight out of the '80s, mm, like without right. uh, in an episode of Miami Vice or something. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. It's got. Uh, I was just looking it up. It's also got a, an artist on there called Moon. That I didn't realize how many songs. I I actually been listening to the Moon EP soundtrack for a while. I had no idea it was in this game. It would it would be perfect with this. This is awesome. It helps because uh, the game can be brutal, and so when you're repeating a level, you hear like this awesome soundtrack the entire time. It kind of like lessens the blow. Mm. Nothing Absolutely. makes a hard, brutal game better than like a great soundtrack that just kind of keeps you in in it. That's why I love Shin Megami Tensei Four so much. <laughs> And any Atlas game. <laughs> any yeah. Atlas game. Yeah. Honestly, dude. I'm adding this to my playlist, dude. This is just I was so gonna say good. this is making yeah. its way into mine too. Definitely. So good. Just put the entire uh, both soundtracks for one and two. I prefer the first one. Uh the first soundtrack for the first game, but both soundtracks are just fucking slamming. Oh, here we go again, dude, with the fucking drum and bass, yes. Hit me with it. This would be good smoking music. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely like high as fuck at Walmart at like 3 a.m. <laughs> you know, I used to work third shift and I would go to Walmart at like midnight and my God, the shit you would see. <laughs> I used to work at Walmart and I did overnight at one point and yeah, you see a lot of shit there. Dude, yeah, being from Iowa, like, there's, there's, I've seen some shit and some shit accessories. Holy cow. Like, you ever see, you ever see two burnouts racing on the little motor scooters and the employees don't give enough of a shit to stop it? So it just kind of happens in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that, but I've seen people fill, like, the clearance section, like, there's a bunch of shelves just filling with, like, trash. Like, there's just, so, like, empty soda cans and, like, Starbucks cups and shit. Oh, yeah, what, they would just rip shit open, eat eat half of it, and then throw it on the yeah. ground. Fuck, yeah. What what made that race the best, too, is they were literally going, like, one mile an hour, like, down the aisle at the same time. And I was just like, yeah. The thing is, you, you can tell them to stop. If they say no, you can't do anything about it. That's true. They weren't really causing a ruckus, either. They were just racing down an aisle, and I was like, eh. They're just having yeah, a have, time. We would have people who are just like slam into shit and just like shrug it and just drive away. Is it because they live their life a quarter aisle at a time? Damn. Speaking of tweakers, uh, my my number two pick is uh, <laughs> Built a Time Homeworld from Chrono Cross. And I, this is a game that I actually just recently beat and, and discovered that I really, really loved. And the soundtrack is one of the many reasons why I love it. It's just, I mean, how do I explain it? The, the homeworld tracks are so like tropical and upbeat and tribal, um, and then like the the other world tracks are a little more dreary and like I don't want to I don't want to use the word eerie because that's not yeah I don't know they're a lot more dreary and like gloomy and everything like that. But dude, let's let's just go to it. It's just it's so good. 
Yasunori Masuda is one of the greatest composers of all time. Yasunori right. Masuda did, uh, well, he did Chrono Trigger. That was his first soundtrack that he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He put so much into it that he worked himself sick and Nobuo Yamatsu had to finish it. Wild. He also did Xeno Gears and Xeno Saga. Yes, he did. Yeah. He also did uh, Shadow Hearts. I love that acoustic guitar. Like this is like so nostalgic. I'm having nostalgia for a game. I have no real, real nostalgia for. That's how like great the song is. He also did the Azuma Eleven games. That's kind of cool. Hell yeah. I love the way that he's using the quotes from the Chrono Trigger soundtrack here, too. Mm. Right, right. There's a lot of secret callbacks throughout this whole soundtrack that's, uh, that are fantastic. He did Mario Party 1, what? Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Rainbow Castle is one of my favorite ones of it from that soundtrack, too, because it's got a little bit of an RT- RPG vibe to it. Mm. He did a lot of really obscure RPGs. My God! Oh, he did Luminous Arc. Hell yeah, dude! Shout out to Luminous Arc. Like nobody knows. <laughs> I, have now, but, I have it. I have that <laughs> somewhere in my massive collection. <laughs> yes, thank you, Bill. Bill knows. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, I waste my time buying video games. You know. <laughs> me, I used to. God damn it! Now it's just too expensive. Yeah, it is for me anyway. Oh, he did Deep Labyrinth. Does anyone remember Deep Labyrinth? I know the name. I don't think I've ever played it. Yeah. It's a mobile phone RPG that got ported to the DS. Huh. What the fuck? Oh, he did Stella Glow. Oh, Hell did he? Yeah, and Xenoblade 2. Yeah. Nice. And Xenoblade 3. He did Smash Bros. Brawl. A lot of people were in Smash Bros. Brawl, though, to be fair. True. He did the adventure mode, the map, though. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good tune out of that one. Oh, he was in Kid Icarus Uprising, too. Nice. You're telling me you don't recognize him from the hit video game 1,000 Bullets? Aim. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck that nope. is. Sounds metal as shit. Oh, wait, oh my <laughs> god. Look at the cover art for it. It's great. I was about to say is it like a game or something? It's a PlayStation shooter. PlayStation 2. Yeah. It's a shooter. I was going to say, with a name like 10,000 Bullets, like I, I want to see that movie this summer. I just thought it was the prequel to Enter the Gungeon. (laughs) Oh, I guess he was in Mega Man Legends too, as well. Oh, dude, Mega Man Legends. Oh, he only did arrangements, though. He didn't actually compose. Still cool, though. Yeah. Dude, I love that song. Honestly, I love Chrono Cross. I know know not everybody's a mega fan of it. I really got into that game when it first came out. Uh... I got it like like when it came out, so I picked up the game in the pre-order. Uh, I pre-ordered it and also got the strategy guide at the same time. And I spent the entire car ride home reading the strategy guide. That I, I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I was not great at the, the that game when I first when I first got started. Uh, it, it took me definitely different. <laughs> I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who read the strategy guide on the way home. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, it took me it took me until the the recent Switch release to be like adult Jameson understanding this game a little bit better. And I actually really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I remember I had 
uh, I gave a few goes and I gave up, and then eventually I just watched like a YouTube video on how the battle, battle system works to understand it because I just couldn't wrap my head around it for some reason. Did anyone else read video game manuals on the school bus? All the, dude, time. Yeah, dude. All the time. Yes. Yes. Me and my fucking friends would like swap games at school, and I would yeah, I would read the the manuals on the bus on the way home along along like while I would listen to my little Walkman with my one Nickelback CD in it, Silver Side Up. <laughs> Shout out to Silver Side Up. That, that's how I played the two Golden Sun games. They actually, I've never owned them, but a friend at school did, so we traded games, and I played them over like two weekends. Hell yeah. There, awesome. there are a few things that I like more than just trading physical games with friends. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, did that, I did that once, and then I lost my uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a Genesis Model 2 and Streets of Rage 1, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and I want to say NBA Jam TE out there uh, that I brought to a friend's house, and she still has it. She reminds me every couple of years, and I, for some reason, have not gotten it back yet. Uh, the, the story that I always like to tell uh, is that when I was in high school, I lent my friend my copy of uh, Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi 3, and that game is stupid expensive right now mm-hmm. and, and uh he at the time he liked it so much that he just left his ps2 on for four days straight and never turned it no. off and it burnt the disc and it never oh. uh. <laughs> i never heard of that happening it's crazy i was more, I'm more mad me. now than i was then <laughs> now, now that i'm <laughs> well <mad>. yeah <laughs> especially <laughs> considering that game is I don't even get why it's so expensive, but you're lucky to find it under 300. Oh my God. Oh my really? God. Jesus. Yeah. It's, for the, it's like, ironically, like both the PS2 version and the Wii version are expensive and the Wii version is not very good. So <laughs> yeah, I had no idea they got so expensive. Yeah. I don't know why it, it just is. Jameson, my dude, what's your number two pick? Uh, my number two pick is going to be uh go straight from streets of rage Two. I'm going to repeat myself, but Yuzo Koshiro is one of the greatest composers of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll be seeing him again at some point during this this, uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing. Little laser sound, dude. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but I love it. Can we just agree that Genesis had, like, the best bass sound out of any, like, chiptune ever? It did. It really did. Dude, oh my god, like like Contra Hardcore, like the whole soundtrack to that game is just fucking slamming. Like so they're good. just punching that fucking bass, dude. I missed Fuck. both Street of Rage games when I was growing up, and I have no idea how. But I grew up with Genesis. But I played Golden Axe, but not these. Oh, huh. damn. I love Streets of Rage. The first game was great. Yeah, the first one was awesome. Remember, I, I played yeah. the first one growing up. I, I was I'm not too familiar with the second one outside of like playing on the, on those collections. The first one, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Genesis chip, but the first one's like one of the best soundtracks for mm-hmm. the Genesis. Dude, it's Genesis so good. Just... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. I was gonna say the Genesis sound card is like one of the most temperamental sound cards. Like the people who knew what to do with it could make like wonders happen. But if you didn't know what you were doing with it, everything just sounded like wet farts. So. Yep. Or going to the dentist and drills. Yeah, <laughs> it can be really, really good or just the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. And yeah. a lot of times, especially in licensed games, it was the latter. Mm. 
Dude, I uh, so this song, going from Street Rage 1 to Street Rage 2, they actually put Yuzo Koshiro's name on the title screen. Like, mm. just below press start, kind of. Like, it was that important that he did the soundtrack again, which was amazing. Uh, he was, like, one of the masters of the Genesis. Like, all of his Genesis soundtracks were fucking epic. It was probably one of the first games that I think I really played where, like, the music in the game just sounded like 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 air quotes here but like real music it wasn't video game music it was like legit club bangers like this was an awesome song oh dude yes he did beyond oasis also he also did sonic one on the game gear and like he did bridge zone damn it Plus a certain other series that we'll be getting to later. <laughs> oh, in Shenmue, I feel like a good most of this fucking ep- uh, of this episode is gonna be me looking up like what other games. Oh yeah, <laughs> because yep. I just I greatly enjoy that because. Uh, He's God, crazy. Seven, oh, he died the Seventh Dragon series. Holy shit. He's been in so many different games. Like, it goes back to, like, 1986. So, like, 37 years of just absolutely amazing video game music. He did Zork and Portrait of Ruin. Oh, he did Portrait of Ruin. That was a really good soundtrack. Hmm. Well, with uh, the normal composer, but he was one of the guest composers on that one. Oh, okay. It was still really good. Oh, man. And Persona Q. Uh, he was involved with Q. I don't think. Oh no, no, oh, yeah, no. He did. He definitely song. did some of Q because uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of mini consoles, like I know we talked about the PlayStation, but like the Sega Genesis, the Sega Genesis Mini Two. I think he actually did the soundtrack where it's like a mix, like a like a like a mix of all of the songs. Like he somehow mm. blends them all together perfectly, and it plays during like the menu theme, which is awesome. The Genesis Mini is like literally like probably the best like mini console that came out. I'm not gonna lie. All right, Rick, take us to town. What is your second pick, Mr. Rick? Okay, uh, my second pick is from a game called Mecha Zoo. Uh, the the track that I uploaded is actually from the cinematic trailer. It is a condensed version of another track. It's only about a minute long, so I am just going to let it play before I talk about it. Right on. there were some assorted game sounds in there because again that was from the trailer uh the actual title of that piece is bobcat bite it's about four minutes long it's a terrific track the the uh flow and the build-up to what you just heard which is the ending is really really good 
but um, this game is by a studio called The Good Mood Creator. And I actually, I, I learned about this through a video game donkey video back in like, I don't know, must have been 2012 or 2013 or something. And I bought it on Steam at the time uh, when it released, but I couldn't ever play it until I got my first gaming PC. Um, and it's an underrated little game. You know, I was talking about like the character of, of a piece, the affect of a piece before. Um, this game done by the Good Mood Creators, I think the whole soundtrack encompasses that ideal. It's just a, a fun platformer, a 2D platformer where you get to do a lot of really cool and interesting mechanics via the composer is a gentleman by the name of MJ Quigley. And I am not familiar with anything else that he's done, but his, uh, his website has a bunch of his accolades and other games that he's done, like uh, Nitronic Rush, Rhino, uh, Rhinopocalypse, Man vs. the World, stuff like that. And I really like it. I mentioned that I was a, a musician, uh, primarily a classical musician, but I'm a saxophonist. So hearing this kind of fusion of jazz and funk and techno is mm. very 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 cool to me i just i love <laughs> i love this track it's so good um bobcat bite again is the name if you want to check it out it's it's four minutes which isn't really long but i wanted to keep these picks short uh for for time and convenience but it's just i don't have anything negative to say it's just it's a vibe it's so much fun it grooves really hard the patches all sound really good they don't sound like shitty midi uh mm. yeah it's just it's terrific I love the big band vibe it kind of has at the start too, like with the horns and stuff. Yeah, it's oh, very yeah. like uh, kind of reminds something you hear from like Sonic or like a platform or like a three D platform or something like that. Definitely, it's, I think uh, Sonic and the SNES Donkey Kongs were big influences yes, uh, on the on the soundtrack. I can definitely is hear it, that. Is it like would you call that genre like electro swing or something like that? Wasn't that what that was? It's been it's been called that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. The rest yeah. of the soundtrack isn't exactly like that. Um, it's still good, but like this is far and away my favorite on on the whole game. But yeah, Electro Swing. There was a vodka commercial like in 2011 <laughs> when I was in high school that used like an electric Electro Swing thing. It was really in vogue for a while. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember it from that time period, especially. Jo- Jody, what's your what's your next pick, my guy? All right. Well. uh talked a bit about the genesis before so my next two picks are actually from the genesis uh some that i think did really well and the next one's from echoes tides of time uh tube of medusa nice i've i've never played any of these games but i know that they have really really sweet tunes and they're weird (laughs) yeah they are uh looking them up like the i didn't realize these games were made in hungary (laughs) yeah ed Ed enunziata yeah he later went on to make Tiny Tank, if anyone's heard of that game. I have. I did not know that was him. <laughs> yep. One of the I two. Tiny Tank. Tiny Tank is like the best game that no one talks about, and I love it. Tiny Tank Rules. That was one of the first games I picked up when I started collecting for PS1. Just something fun about a little. I know we're talking about Tiny Tank during the Echo thing, but there's just something <laughs> funny about a little tank that's like a prick. Yeah. Like, it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. This. So interestingly enough, I've played this on the Sega. I have the Sega CD version of this, and it has a completely different soundtrack. Yeah, so I think you might have mentioned that to me when I brought this one up originally. 
and I went and listened to it. It's yeah, completely different, different so style it, altogether. Mm, so it, it was done by uh, Spencer Nielsen. He is the same guy that did the U.S. version of Sonic CD. Oh, okay. Why do they? I guess we'll never know the answer to this, but like, why the hell do they do that? Like, why do they make like a so, Japanese version? With Sonic of? CD, it's like never been explained. There's like seven different versions of the story of what happened there. Um, I figured for this Echo, they just wanted to make a new soundtrack to show off the Sega CD. Yeah, because other than that, the oh. game's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's identical. Well, other yeah. than like the full motion video cutscenes, that's yeah, really a, that's the only thing. change. But and that and the music. I just um, always assume that it's like either rights or union kind of things that that dictate these sorts of things. Mm. I, I could be talking out my ass though. But... Well, I will say, uh, Tides of Time is the superior Echo game because the first game is like a pain in the ass, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to play the first game a few times. I never could, really could get into it. it. Took me two and a half years to beat this game. <laughs> I beat this game when I was eight years old. The final boss of Echo 1 is fucking Nightmare Fuel, by the way. <laughs> what is, is the one that's like... Uh, it's like yeah, aliens. it's fucking aliens. It's like, what? The, the Vortex Queen in Tides of Time is creepy enough. And she's not as bad as she is in the first one, which actually mm. looks like the alien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing I like about Tides of uh, 2 of Medusa in particular, though, is how it starts off so slow, and you're just coming up, because in this, the first time you get this song... You're floating in these tubes in the sky. You're swimming through these water tubes, and you're just slowly going in. And then all of a sudden, a giant jellyfish starts coming at you and tries to grab you and throw you off the screen. And that's when it happens almost every time, just as the music starts to speed up. Mm. It just plays perfectly into it. (laughs) Those guys are bastards, by the way. (laughs) I hate that level. But the music is awesome. Yes. Oh my god, the Vortex Queen is absolutely like. Oh, she is nightmare. It reminds me of the uh, like of the. the She's Xenomorphs the Xenomorph's head. Kids, ga- kids game. Yeah. <laughs> the the fact that Vortex, I remember first time I played that in like the second level of Tides of Time because I never played the first one growing up. I played it much later, and you just swim down the second level, and there's one little spot you go, and a single Vortex drone can attack you there. It doesn't always spawn, but it sometimes does. And I always thought, I'm like, what in the heck? I kept going back trying to see this thing to figure out what in the heck was it supposed to be? Because I'm like, is this supposed to be like a giant squid or something? It looks so weird. I didn't know there was aliens in this game (laughs) until much later. Yeah. Anyone play the other game that they did for the 32X where you play as the hummingbird? Calibri? Oh, that was, oh my God. There was this, for, for the longest time, Tommy and I were doing this series on like YouTube where we would, challenge each other to play different games and i picked colibri it was just like a random 32x game i wanted to play it's but, a fucking uh, sh- i know it's, of it. it's a fucking shoot 'em up where you play as a hummingbird it's great oh my god that sounds well, this awesome. looks really cool it is it's like one of the best games on the 32x there's not a lot that go for it holy cow all right bill what is your next pick all right so my next pick is Labyrinth 1 from Etrian Odyssey Untold. Uh, that is the 3DS remake of the original Etrian Odyssey. Another Yuzo Koshiro gym. Mm. Yeah, Yuzo Koshiro did the entire Etrian Odyssey series, and my god, it shows. I really love that for these games, when you're... um. 
when you're just going through dungeons draw and like drawing draw on your map, map just explore like yeah it's just it's so chill and it's just like hey boss take your time take your sweet time and then once you get to a battle mm. it's like dude like fucking don't don't fuck up so don't fuck up like one wrong move this song plays during the entire first uh dungeon you uh go through in the game which is kind of like the learning period where you're trying to figure out all the uh, mechanics and stuff and it is mm. so calming i love the orchestra the guitar the drums the saxophone all sorts of different like instruments that pop in here and it literally i will drive around to this just because it is such a chill song and it's great for like when you just need to calm down and it, it's great especially because the big gimmick of Etrian odyssey like aaron said is you're literally you get to draw the dungeons as you go through them and there's just nothing more fun than listening to chill ass music while you're drawing your random dungeon walls and stuff <laughs> <laughs> put levers all over the goddamn place door here door Etrian here Etrian Odyssey games take way longer than they need to just because you spend so much time drawing the goddamn map <laughs> it's so worth but they're so, so good so worth the 300 hours absolutely this sounds also, like a ballad a high school jazz band would play I don't mean that as an insult I, I just like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Maynard Ferguson intimate or something, mm. something like and that. there's there's like mixes of like classical jazz like all sorts of stuff going on here like i love i love this song so much uh shout out to uh, adam from the good the bad the backlog me and him did an episode talking about this game and i recently uh, discovered this song and it's been on my like rotation for like a long time now yeah this has like very much like a smoky jazz club kind of vibe to it sounds like something like more like like a 70s like Sounds like a movie soundtrack. Yeah, it ends like a 70s kung fu movie or something. (laughs) And it's so it's so like powerful too. And this is only the first one. They get progressively more intense as you go through the game. Fucking god, yes. Oh my god. Like, uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, Nexus. That's like the the most recent one they did. Some of the final dungeons, like just the dungeon music, not even like the battle themes like the the dungeon themes are just fucking slamming mm. it's i wish i knew the name of the tracks off the top of my head yeah without looking at them but yeah uh the original chiptune version on the the first etrian odyssey is also really good i just love the uh, orchestral mm. version that they did for untold i'm so bummed that untold and untold 2 aren't included in that re-release that's coming up pretty soon but mm-hmm. them's the breaks i know so at least um, so far it's only the first two games maybe they'll expand it yeah i think the reason why they're they're not including the untold games is because the third game never got an untold remake and the it's they're doing it's like the trilogy so they i guess they didn't want to have one odd one out but yeah at least with uh with nexus they did a lot of uh they basically gave a lot of tracks from the first three games, the orchestral score. Like, there's a lot of tracks from the third game that they did full orchestral, and it sounds great. Mm. Like, the, uh, what was it, Deep Sea Grotto? Mm. Whatever it's called, that one is just, it's, I mean, obviously you can't see me doing this, but I'm doing, like, several chef's kisses because I <laughs> it's the chillest thing ever. I love it so much. Yeah. No, honestly, like, it, it's just funny to me that this is the same guy that did the Streets of Rage song. <laughs> earlier <laughs> like that dude's got so much range
Fucking slap fight MD. That's not. No, that's not a slap fight. What the fuck? <laughs> Liar. I wish these games weren't stupidly expensive either, but all of the Etrian Odyssey games are ridiculously expensive on the 3DS and DS right now. I hear that. Like most Atlas games. All Atlas games go like that for some reason. Yeah, well, especially now that the 3DS store is gone and everything shot up for no reason. Yeah. Boy, am I glad I pre-ordered Nexus. <laughs> that fucker sold out quick. Same with Yokai Watch 3. Those sold out quick. I, I did that for Persona Q2. I was one of the only people that bought the special edition in my in my oh, area. That's, that's the... Oh, fuck. That's the one like late 3DS release that I didn't get, and I'm still so mad at myself. Persona Q was so good. They didn't dub the second one, which I'm still a little butthurt about, but that's besides the point. Hey, Tony, what's your second pick? Uh, my second pick is, uh, we talked about earlier, it's from uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Genesis. It's just the main theme. Uh, it's a pretty long one. Uh, I don't know how long. You can just listen to the first couple, uh, like the first like, four or five minutes, maybe. But uh, it's got this very... Uh, like mid '90s industrial sound, like I said earlier, like, like kind of like if Trent Reznor had made a 16-bit soundtrack. Mm. Uh, a game up. I'm sorry. It's, it's like if Trent Reznor made like a soundtrack for a 16-bit game. Uh, this is exactly the way to make. Uh, kind of feels like. I can, I can hear that. They go out. It's a kind of feels like a. It's like a now, now um, a night of crime in Gotham City. It feels like it's just, there's like so much build up. Such, it's so like drastically different from the Super Nintendo version too. I, that's what I love about that era when like both consoles had like completely unique games. Yeah, and and the soundtrack for this is so different. And like, because the other game for Super Nintendo, I believe, was released by Konami. So yes. like this version was published by Sega, and they're like, no, like we're we're just gonna make a bat a Batman soundtrack this time. We're not gonna we're not gonna try and uh, replicate the TV show at all. I really like this development that's going on with like this really staccato, punchy, uh, descending line. That's all. Yeah, that that, that sound is great. It, the way it pans from left to right too is really really cool. Yeah, the little it sounds like laughter from like just the Joker mocking you. Mm, that's exactly yeah. what. It's Holy shit! Yeah, wow. Developed so, by Clockwork Tortoise. Never heard of them before in my life. Yeah, I don't know what their background is. I know I, the funny thing about the soundtrack was developed by Jesper Kid, like we were talking earlier. This guy is known for like Hitman, Freedom Fighters, Assassin's Creed, but like this soundtrack is so completely different than the other ones that I I really appreciate like the origin point for mm. like his like musical sound, you know. And what sucks is, uh, there's always games getting released on, uh, soundtracks getting released on vinyl. This one hasn't, and I would totally buy it. Unfortunately, yeah, this, absolutely. This, unfortunately, this game is completely overshadowed by its Super Nintendo counterpart. It was kind of a better game, or at least more approachable. They're both good in their own rights. This one, unfortunately, is brutally hard, and a lot of people didn't, <laughs> couldn't get past the first level. So, yeah, the Super Nintendo so one is more, is more traditional. This one's like... 
conjure times like ten. It's <laughs> I, I can make it past the first level sometimes. Some of the old Genesis games were like that. I never even played this one. I, I didn't even realize about it. I played the Super Nintendo one on my brother's Super Nintendo, but I wish I had got this one. Yeah, that's really cool. Some... Awesome. And I, I know, I think, honestly, this is a weird aside, but like the Sega CD was so cool. I had a friend of mine that had a Sega CD, and this was maybe the only game he had on Sega CD. And I remember that it had cutscenes that were yep. animated, just like the show. Mm-hmm. People oh, awesome. have made, people have turned those into a lost episode because apparently they're all original too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, because it had all the original voice actors and everything, didn't it? Uh, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, and I forget the guy who played Robin. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Damn, the guy that did the uh, the soundtrack for the Genesis version of this game, he also did... Um, oh, I just lost it. Darksiders 2. Uh, I just lost the other ones I was looking at, but he did a lot of some shit. A lot of the Hit Hitman games. I love that high-pitched like uh, tone that it's got going there. Reminds me of, like, so many Genesis games from the time. Right, and it's, like, in total contrast to, like, the deep bassy parts of it. I think it works mm. awesome. This one's an awesome track. I just love the build-up because in the beginning of the song, introduces all the instruments they're using, and then halfway through the song, it just puts them all together. You know what the sound kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of the ooze, if anyone played the ooze. <laughs> I played it uh, a few ooze. times. It was one of like the late. Familiar. It's it was by the same studio that did a uh, Sonic Spinball and Comic Zone. Oh man! Now oh, that I'm looking okay. at this cover, I completely remember this. It wasn't like a. I thought it was like a like a Sega Channel exclusive for a bit. Um, it might have. I have a cartridge of it, so it definitely came out on cartridge at one point. Oh, I might be uh, thinking of another game then. Uh, it's it's another game that's brutally hard, but it has really impressive graphics for the time. Well, if they did Comic Zone, then they're used to brutally hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of soundtracks, Comic Zone legit sounds like a grunge album. <laughs> it does. Yes, it yeah. does. <laughs> Good old Howard Drossen. Oh, I played the Ooze. I remember this. I could never get past the first level. Yeah, I don't remember how far I got, but I do remember playing this. I'm reading about part of the part of the plot of the ooze on wikipedia uh he must now find that the dna helices scattered throughout the wasteland or helices i don't know whatever the fuck scattered throughout the wasteland or else end up imprisoned in the director's lava lamp <laughs> yes that, that, that's the game that's the game over <laughs> that's the game over screen if you if you die you're just in a lava lamp that's great awesome that's most, but if you win the if the you most... get the best ending the uh the the evil corporate executive gets turned into a news monster himself and he gets put in the lava lamp <laughs> that reminds me of conquer's bad fur day where like or no uh, like next, whatever. Like when you uh, get a game over, you end up with the leg of the uh, the Lion King's table. Oh yeah, because like because milk kept tipping. I was over. thinking of more like Banjo Kazooie, where you get like sexy Gruntilda. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Yeah. So we're probably about halfway through the song now, right? It's like five, six minutes, yep. and it's nine minutes long. <laughs> It's, it's, one awesome. rare ga- it's one of the rare games from the era that doesn't loop after 30 seconds or after or at least two minutes. So, 
Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. So I did an episode about Jesper Kid's Sega Genesis soundtracks uh, sometime last summer. And I was listening to them and I'm like, I've got to cut some of these down. He has multiple songs that are over eight minutes long. Wow. Yeah, which is like kind of a feat because at the time, usually they're like five minutes long, but it's like the two minutes looped. This is like a full fucking full song. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take an ad break? Do you guys want to take an ad break? Sure. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Sweet. All right, man. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you today by our wonderful patrons, A Novel Console and Jared. Your support means the world to us and we greatly appreciate it. We would be nothing without you. We, we pray to you every single morning. Thank you. Hey, superstars. Are you a coffee addict looking for your next big caffeine fix? Or are you just tired of all the normal boring coffee options out there now? Well, you need to check out Bones Coffee. Bones Coffee has lots of different varieties of coffee flavors. They've got things like red velvet, cookies and cream, s'mores. They've got one that's called Jamaican Me Crazy that's really good. It's like caramel vanilla rum kind of thing. But they also have just your usual, you know, salted caramel and French vanilla and all that stuff. They even have decaf and what's called high voltage, which is just extra strength. And they've also got espresso. They've got all sorts of cool stuff. Plus, if you use coupon code SUPERPODSAGA at checkout, you'll get 20% off of your order. And again, that's SUPERPODSAGA at checkout to get 20% off. You can also follow the link in our episode description. And yeah, why not? Use that one-time coupon code. Like I said, 20% off. It's great. Set over to BonesCoffee.com. Get yourself some coffee, some you know cool gear like mugs or French press kits, stuff like that. Check it out. Okay, bye. Hey, do you like tomatoes? Are you a big fan of tomatoes? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Well, what if tomatoes came in other flavors? Would you still love tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, good flavors. No. Sweet. Introducing flavored tomatoes. I have everything that you know and love about a sweet, juicy tomato, but with different flavors. Like, uh, uh, Bill, what's your, what's your favorite flavored tomato flavor? Ketchup. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what, to say. what about you, Rick? That's so good. What about you, Rick? What's your favorite flavored tomato flavor? Uh, I'm a big fan of the Doritos Locos Taco flavored uh, tomatoes. Taco Bell exclusive. Beautiful. That's that's right. Yeah, the flavored tomato farms ran by old old Hickory McTimothy, uh, farmer man himself. They ship them directly from their fields to Taco Bell. That's right. Uh, fuck. Um, man, I thought I had more for this, but I am just so fucking tired. Um, you gotta get those molasses tomatoes. Come on, or the, ba- the Baja, Blast, Baja Blast tomatoes. Those are always good. I was, I was gonna say it's yeah. my favorite one. You gotta be careful of oh, those uh, tomaco tomatoes. Uh, oh. got- <laughs> speaking <laughs> of speaking of Sim- Simpsons references, I was about to jump into like the ketchup catsup. Ketchup? Yes. <laughs> no, you know what? You need Brad, the tomato. He's talking, he's talking to the ketchup again. <laughs> I prefer ketchup <laughs> to ketchup. No, you got to make tomato. If anybody tomato. gets that reference, you can be my friend. I was thinking tomato. Does anybody know, know that uh, The Yes album? No. The, the Yes album? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Powerpuff Girls movie. Oh, Tornado. I was thinking of Tormato, the Yes album. I was thinking about Clamato. 
Oh, those are gross. Yeah, it's like clams and tomato. Yeah, clamato. Oh, that's what they use up that here to make. Awful. That's what you use here to make Caesars instead of Bloody Marys. Yeah, in Canada, that's how we make Caesars. We use clamato juice. They're pretty good. I'm not a My dad that. loves them, but I can't stand it. So good. Your dad's gross. Yeah, he is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, he is. Like... <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we're back. Oh, baby. My final pick is Sanctuary Guardians from Earthbound. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I cannot babble more about the Earthbound fucking soundtrack. Every, there's not a single bad track on that whole fucking soundtrack. In fact, uh, for for Jameson's uh, Winter Tracks episode, I recommended the the Winter Steam. The like the little jingle bells and the like. Do 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 do. I don't know. I can't. It was the perfect it song well, to end. But... The, yeah, no, it was the perfect song to end the episode with. I love that one. The Earth, the Earthbound soundtrack is like the weirdest video game soundtrack ever composed, and that is a, that is not a det detraction. That is a compliment. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's the weirdest game ever. Like it's um, it perfectly conveys how like. Like the game itself can go from being like goofy and weird to like to funny and then to serious and then to, to downright nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, I think it's perfectly encapsulates being like a thirteen-year-old kid. So th this song has been ruined for me though because of that fucking TikTok sound. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly where I know this from. <laughs> TikTok sound. TikTok. Wait, yeah, what part of it? The little do 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 that you hear in the background that's been turned into a freaking oh. TikTok sound. And yeah, like a tinging sound. My sister like rots her brain out on TikTok all the time, and like I hear that like constantly. I'm like, why did they have to ruin Earthbound like that? Why I don't use, use TikTok, so I don't really uh, know that sound. Thankfully, oh. me either. Yeah, just from this. I love this song. Just, this song oh, though is great yeah. though. <laughs> I love it, this part. Captain just a. Uh, Overall oddity uh, that is Earthbound, dude. It, it's so Absolutely. yeah, it's so disorienting and awesome at the same time. I don't really know how to say it, but like the song just it, it grooves in a yeah. disturbing way. And this yeah. is just like a regular fight too. It's just like yeah, this is whatever, like one of whatever the strange ass creature you're fighting, like a dog or something, the pile of puke or something. You know, <laughs> this one. Uh... The first time you hear this one is against that, like, the killer mole guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. His name is. It's like a big giant mole, and he's got, like, blood all over his face and everything. That's the first Sanctuary Guardian. And, um, yeah, that the one part where it gets, like, that really, like, deep, deep synth, I guess, where it's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm not doing it just It's playing right now, Aaron. Yeah, well, so we, I talked right can over. Can we talk it. about? Yeah, they're pretty I'm lined the worst up. Host. Mm. You <laughs> lined it perfectly, actually. Can we talk about just how oh, fucking shit. amazing the Super Nintendo sound card is? The it is. Though. Yeah, yeah. I love me some Super Nintendo. I love the pettiness of Sony when, like, they made the because uh, Sony for the people who don't know, Sony made the the Super Nintendo sound card. Uh, I love yeah. the pettiness of Sony when the uh, the GBA came out; they wouldn't let Nintendo use the sound card on the GBA <laughs> just out of pettiness. <laughs> Bill, how does the uh, the Superboy, the handheld one by Hyperkin, what does that sound card sound like? It's pretty much identical. It, uh, the speakers kind of suck on the version I have, um, but for the most part, it sounds basically the same. Especially if you have headphones in, like I don't hear a difference at all. I, I've been considering it, nice. but I've heard a lot of really negative things. I was just curious. Um, 
yeah, the version I have is like one of the really early ones, so the speakers suck on it. But uh, the later ones have much better speakers. And if you're using headphones, like I barely heard a difference. Radical, Jameson, what's your last pick? Uh, my last pick is going to be uh from Final Fantasy VII. We're gonna hear "Crazy Motorcycle" by Nobuo Uematsu. I'm saying it again, one of the greatest composers of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. I Definitely. I, I'm just picturing that cutscene in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, this is just like the perfect song for that particular moment in the game. I love the timpanis. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. And like, this whole soundtrack is awesome, but I, I picked this song because it's different. Mm. There's something like crazy upbeat about the way that the drums just continue to like keep you moving each time that they hit. And like that's kind of the energy that goes into this. Uh, what did I say earlier? Uh, Final Fantasy Road Rash. Like <laughs> you're <laughs> you're fighting off <laughs> dudes that come from behind with your with your giant buster sword to the left and right while you're defending everybody else that's on this jalopy of a pickup truck as you're escaping. And it's this song has the perfect energy for it, man. I Dude, love Klaatu at heart is such a rock star, and I love when he gets to just let that air out. I love it. I love this part right here. Like this like rock organ kind of break. Yeah, where like he just goes straight up prog rock for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really love when that fucking like uh earlier when that theremin kind of comes in where it's like wah, wah, wah. like I wish uh, part of me wishes FF seven came out like a few years later just because when you compare the sound like quality from seven to eight, it's like, oh my god, he improved so much between games. And I wish seven like seven soundtrack is so great, like musically, but I wish the sound font was a little better on it. But yeah, it's still kind of like deeply tied to that Super Nintendo style uh, Final Fantasy music. I believe seven is the only one that uses the PlayStation sound card and not like uh, actual instruments like the later ones did. That would make sense. I mean, it still sounds great. I just. Controversial opinion, but I think eight has the best soundtrack in the series. And like, <laughs> yeah, no, I actually I agree with you. Uh, I love seven, eight, and nine. Uh, I love seven, but I do think the other two are better games, and I think mm. the music's best in eight. Yeah, that's a that's that's a, a, a topic for another time, though, because <laughs> this song yeah. <laughs> this song's a bop. <laughs> The song's so good. There's an awesome remix by this, uh, or by uh, Donut Drums that I found on Spotify a few years ago, that like takes the energy from this and puts it into like a more like rock style vibe. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Donut Drums or whatever the your real name is. But the uh, Crazy Motorcycle and the fact that somebody covered it is automatic high fives for me. So I gave up on the Seven remake pretty quick. Did like did did they recreate this scene in the remake or is this completely omitted? It's I think better. It's omitted. Mm. I've, I've ignored the remake. I'm not touching it. There's I don't really remember. I haven't played a remake since it came out. My one thing I didn't want them to do with the remake was change the story, and they changed the story, and it immediately killed my vibe for it. So, and it, fucking the fucking ending though, fucking, I have no idea what the fuck happened at the end of that yeah. game. I haven't played it yet. Please don't yeah, let's, spoil let's, it. Let's, let's not spoil it. Oh, I could, you <laughs> you wouldn't even believe me if I told you what happened. <laughs> Fucking yeah. no more. Yeah, Tony's actually the one that told me all about yeah, it. Let's, too. Uh, let's not spoil that though. <laughs> In case I ever do actually. Yeah, when, uh, when we did that episode yeah. of, uh, with Nave. Yep. Yeah, the um, uh, disappointing game. Uh, 
What is that when Bowser comes in and smashes the Mako reactor? How did you know? <laughs> I figured it out. Sorry. <laughs> and then Dr. Wily showed up and like kidnapped Cloud, you know? You mean Sony and Nintendo made up? <laughs> Sony takes off the mask. They've been secretly the 3DO company this entire time. Actually, actually they're, they're, they're Wario, uh, CEO of, of 3DO. Yes. And then NEC finally announces that they're re- they're coming they're fuck wait a minute they're coming back into the video game. Wario's the CEO of 3DO. Wario did That's create what I said, electronic. Yeah. Wait, he did create electronic arts. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference that only some people will get. Trip Hawkins is that where that went? Yeah, because he was the founder. Okay, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> Trip. So Trip Hawkins is Wario. <laughs> look, uh, look up his rant about the mo- the game Portal Runner when the he got, it got bad reviews and he like ca- called up the reviewers and like ranted to them drunk. It was great, awesome. <laughs> oh boy, Rick, I'm uh, really really interested to hear you talk about this next one because uh, Lisa has such a good soundtrack yes. and I don't listen to like a couple like like a, a minute of this. Uh, I guess it is like a minute. Yes, tell us all about it. Yeah, Sorry. so this uh, this last one is from one of my favorite games of all time, Lisa the Painful. Uh, it is called Work Harder, and I am going to let it speak for itself at least until it gets through a couple of the samples it uses. Nice. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Now that it's got through uh, its main sound samples, uh, its its main thematic material, I'm I'm really curious if if you had to describe the character of this in one word, what would it be? In my head. Oh wait, that's three words. Shit. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> can I use two? Oh, seven beers, barber. Yes. No, uh, wait. I'm gonna, wait. Can I do three? Weird Harlem Shake. Okay. Is that weird breakdown that happens after all the uh-huhs? Jameson, I know we talked about this privately. We but, did. Uh, yeah. Those are literal samples of Doolin's grunt from Shenmue 2. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Do we know the man? Do we know the man who recorded that originally? Anyone? Uh, not the grunt. I don't know. I wish. We must uh, find but- him. <laughs> But this uh, this soundtrack, this whole game is almost entirely done by uh, Austin Jorgensen. He uh, he did all of the art, he did all of the writing, he did all of the composing. Uh, he had some help. I just don't know where it was. Um, the reason that I asked that question was like this soundtrack to me is just straight up rude. Uh, it's it's incredibly rude. It's incredibly so- crude. It's the 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 impetus of the game is that there was an apocalyptic event and mm-hmm. uh, women are extinct and. It's not as problematic as that sounds, I promise. It's really not. Uh, but, like, like everything's gone to shit. Like, everything is bad, and you're in Kansas, like, of all places, so that's even worse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, um, Kansas. 
<laughs> Actually, it's it takes place in a town called Olathe, which is where I used to uh, live and and work. But uh, it's it is a it, it uses a lot of found uh, quote unquote found music samples. Uh, found music is like uh, it was a movement popularized uh, by people like Harry Parch that would use sounds from like like they would take a uh, metal rod, hit it on the spoke of a bicycle, and say, "Okay, I'm going to sample that sound" or something like that. Uh, and this uses a lot of that. This the soundtrack to this game is, uh, it it's uh, ugly. It's intentionally ugly. It's mean. It's rude. Uh, it's gritty. And man, I love it so much. <laughs> you it's, won't find it, a more unique soundtrack. It matches the theme of the whole game so perfectly. Uh, there's a tune. Um, our our good friend Eric Guess of the Unlockables did a similar thing. Uh, like months and months and months ago where he collected listener suggestions and I submitted a song from this soundtrack called I Am Satan uh, that does a lot of the same stuff. It is it is a wild game. And if you're a fan of Earthbound, uh, this game was in, incredibly inspired by that mm. game. So I, I cannot recommend Lisa the Painful enough to everybody. It is it is a wildly depressing game. Uh, but if, if you've played Earthbound or Mother 3, you, you're into that already. So... <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you can. I think it's PC only. That's the only caveat. Yeah, but it, it, a it is. Potato can run it, so it's not a huge deal. <laughs> if my pile of shit laptop can run it flawlessly, like anybody's 1998 fucking <laughs> laptop. Can oh, run have you it. played this, Aaron? Oh hell yeah! Oh, nice dude. I love this I've, game so much. I've, I've played it a bit too. Aaron, <laughs> so did you disco- did you discover it the same way I did via the Nitro Rad video? <laughs> Yeah, okay. dude, I had to know. Yeah. Uh, oh man, haven't seen. Yeah, I played I it at some point because it says I played it like in 2015, according to Steam, for like four hours. So I played it for a bit. I guess it, it, it's in the same way that uh, Shin Megami Tensei Four, Force soundtrack kind of, um, I guess, like conveys the apocalyptic nature of the world or like the apocalyptic atmosphere of like the whole the whole world or like the whole game. Um, yeah, Lisa does the same thing too. Because like, there's a couple other tracks that I really love about the game. Um, that <laughs> they're just so they're just so weird. Mm. Like a lot of the combat tracks, yeah. you either have you either have no music during combat, or you have like some of the weirdest shit ever. There's a uh, there's and... a song titled Air Raid, and they sample Air Raid Sirens, yeah. uh, and it is incredibly yeah. unpleasant to listen to, but it fits the game perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just like before we move off this game, because I don't want to like take up too much more time, but this game is way funnier yeah. than it has any right to be. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, okay. Because that <laughs> was something is. I was going to ask. It was like this: this song has kind of like a weird nature to it. That's like it to appreciate it. You kind of have to like uh, understand there's like a level of comedy involved. And like, does this game have like that dark comedy kind of feel to it? Because I haven't played it. The cu- yes, one hundred percent. You have. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say the currency is porno mags. Yep. If that says anything, <laughs> currency okay. is porno right. mags. There is a, there is at one point there are a group of orphans that accidentally light themselves on fire, and uh, you go grab a bucket of water, uh, but it's a bucket of gasoline. Oh, oh my God. I remember that scene. <laughs> no. There's a the, there's a great video game donkey video about this that doesn't spoil anything. It just highlights all the funny stuff. It's very good. I just like the first line of the about this game. I'm reading it on Steam. A game about survival, sacrifice, and perverts. That's, yep. That's pretty <laughs> <All> right. much it. <laughs> oh. All right. All right, Jody. What's your last one? All right, my last one. 
the, for the Sega Genesis because uh, the humans came out for a bunch of platforms. I think it started with like a, the Amiga, uh, but the humans on the Genesis has really good use of the sound chip in that machine. It's sort of based on like the Lemmings. It's like further than that. And uh, I picked the Game Over song. So if you I've never heard of this before, yeah, if you run out of humans. A monkey drives away in a red Ferrari, leaving you with a <laughs> banana. And then this starts to play. That's incredible. <laughs> it's got my favorite Genesis sound sound font, the wet fart sound in the background. I love <laughs> it. It does. <laughs> yeah, I love this so much. So in the, the game over, there's five, five little sprites there. One playing guitar. The tinny sound is like a guitar. The wet fire sound is a drum. And yes. you're going to hear the person singing in a minute. That's the guy singing. I love it. It's catchy. It is. It really is. I love, how, I love how games from the era would do like weird stuff like that in the game, in the game over scene. I would just sit on the game over screen after I failed because I'd be frustrated because it's a puzzle game, right? Like Lemmings, right? Mm. So I'd just be frustrated and I'd just sit there and listen to this for a while until I calm down. Oh, that's like the Mega Man. <laughs> that's like the Mega Man 3 ending music, which is way happier than it has any right to be. Yeah, <laughs> pass the screen. <laughs> that reminds me of the, um, I think it was, yeah, it had to have been Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, but there's a part where like, you can make up a song for this person to sing, and of course, you're not gonna be able to have like actual vocals on a GBA. So like the singing sounds like e er e. Yes, e I remember do that. You, do you also make it as awful as possible just because? Yes. <laughs> yes. Random fucking words. Oh, this is the same comp. The company that made this also made that Bubsy game on the Jaguar. Yeah, they're they're a different company. <laughs> Out of uh, England. A Magitech design. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I got, I no longer have the Genesis version. I have the DOS version of this, and the music is crap on that. <laughs> <laughs> but now DOS had no good music, honestly. Uh, I have to say, though, Genesis. if I had to listen to this for more than like 10 minutes, I would, I would be filled with rage. <laughs> yeah. This one, some of it, some of the levels have really decent music in them. Uh, some of them, get really annoying over time but overall i just think it's a really good use of the of what they could do you know what this oh, song yeah. reminds me of uh rick do you remember in the podcast we did a little while back when we broke alex within five minutes this is the kind yeah. of music i'm imagining alex was thinking of oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. how long is this one Five minutes. Yeah. And we've gone through it once. It's almost gone through it a second time, I think. <laughs> See, it uses the same harmonic progression and harmonic rhythm, uh, and it makes it feel like it's been going for 12 minutes at this point. <laughs> which, is not a, which is not a knock to it. It's not a knock. It's just like, I, I love so many songs like that, but if I have to listen to them for like more than 15 minutes... Yeah. Like here that goes. just that, that just it goes again. Yeah. It'll just keep starting. <laughs> it does that for like four oh, or yeah. five times. I have that with like um you know like when you 
Oh, is it when you, when you watch a movie like on a DVD and then it ends and it goes to like the menu and like the menus yep. will just like repeat the same <laughs> yeah. like, sequences or like songs and it'll just go over and over. And it's like over the over worst part of it off. before the loop. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's maybe 15 seconds long. <laughs> Not to say that I hate this song. I'm just like, that's what that reminds <laughs> yeah. me of. I really like the cover for this game on the Genesis, by the way. It's like real real like um it's like newspaper comic yeah. like, well one yeah, thing that the illustration style definitely is one thing in between every episode like when you do a big event in the game like you get when you discover the torch for example there'll be like a, a stone newspaper come out and it'll have the little article in the middle saying about discovered torch and there'll be like things on the side like oh so only one and a half sheep for new newspaper <laughs> it's a really <laughs> funny game awesome we actually, yeah, this, when you discover the, the torch, you take the torch and you stick it in your mouth, and flames come out your ears. <laughs> yeah, this feels like this game really covers like a like an early '90s sense of humor. It is, yeah. It was my favorite uh, puzzle game growing up. I also love that it's just it's using a 12-bar blues. Just, I mean, not like to the T, but it's using like blues language just nonstop. That makes it with that sound font. It just makes it so funny. Uh, yep. That was really good. That was a really good one. Thank, thank God that we have uh, Rick and Jameson here to like to put all the words that I cannot fucking say into. Yeah, I feel like Rick's I'm, Rick's I'm, doing I'm, more than me. Yeah, <laughs> you're, doing, you're both doing a lot more than I am. I like. Yeah, but you guys are all already... funnier than I am, though. So like, it works out. <laughs> See, Rick's got that Whoa. music knowledge. Like, I have that like random useless video game knowledge, and then I'm just I'm just fucking screaming into my microphone. <laughs> it's like like we're all lifting a couch, and like and Jameson and Rick are lifting most of it. And I'm just oh. like kind of holding it. So you're the Ross you're the Ross Geller in the background screaming pivot. <laughs> pivot. I was trying to pivot. not make that reference, but yes. <laughs> pivot, pivot. I'm just enjoying all the music you guys have showed me that I had never heard before. There's a lot of new stuff to Hell me on yeah. this. I've appreciated the red. Dude, I'm going to download so much Echo the Dolphin after this <laughs> and, and uh, Miami and just all of it. Just, just of all of it. Yeah. Well, I think we all know the next pick's going to be really good because uh, Persona doesn't miss ever. Yep. That's right, Bill. What's <laughs> yes. our, yep. your last All right. Game? So, Spo you guys, mild spoilers. You guys know me. It's not, I'm not talking about video games unless I. Uh, plug my favorite game of all time. Uh, so, Persona 4 Golden slash Persona 4 Signs of Love. Yes. So, this is the song that plays during the game when you're exploring the town, like, during the day. Yes. Like, during, like, the weekends or before school. And this song is just happiness in like every way because persona 4 is the happiest murder mystery you will ever play and god i, I love the j-pop i love so shoji Meguro is like probably one of my favorite composers i said this a lot during this podcast but he really is one of my all-time favorites and there's just something fun about walking around town like trying to talking to people like going to the store buying swords and weapon swords, yeah. <laughs> weapons ramen <laughs> Joji Meguro does not miss uh, a huge Atlas log. Uh, Catherine, one of my favorite games of all time. Mm. 
Doesn't yes. Yes. Um, I love Pers- Persona 3 is my favorite Persona, but Persona 4, I it, it blends J-pop and city pop, which is a mm-hmm. genre I'm just now getting into uh, so well. It's so which good. It, which is really interesting. because pers- So my favorite thing about Shoji Meguro's three Persona soundtracks, all three of them sound completely different from each other, like in terms of 100%. tone. Like Persona 3 is very dark and moody. Like uh, Persona 4 is very like upbeat and poppy. And then Persona 5 just sounds like a straight up heist movie. So now hold on, hold on. You <laughs> forgot about the rap that's in a lot of Persona 3, which is the best part. True. Well, <laughs> the, the rap is also in Persona 4. Like the uh, when you're in the TV world, like the the, the oh, TV yeah. lot song is very rapish. It's like the only rap song in the game. But oh man, uh, yeah, th- this song you hear. It, it, for me, it was between this song or Heartbreak Heartbeat, which is the after-school song yeah. you'll hear. I went with this one just because I love that opening, like, uh, just, like, uh, music progression it does before it gets into the J-pop. Yeah, I, I love this song. Like, hit, like uh, Shoji Meguro's music has, like, a genre of its own, almost, in a way. Mm. Like, they're, like we just, you, you said city pop, which is an unfamiliar term to me, and I appreciate that because it's a, pretty much exactly what this sounds like. There's something super urban, but also like uh, undeniably cool about the song, and I feel like all of his songs carry that like similarity. You know what the city. biggest irony is, too? Like, you, it's like city pop-ish, but Persona 4 is the game that takes place in the country boonies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> city pop is like if you took like what Americans consider jazz and funk, but then like turned it down a little bit, like made it a little more polite. That's kind of city pop. Like they use all the same chords, uh. which is why Shoji Meguro's music sounds so interesting because he's not like, like I don't want to pick on the Game Over song again because I genuinely did like it a lot, but it uses basic harmony. Like it uses seventh chords and that's about it uh, and regular triads, but like city pop and Shoji Meguro with like Persona 4 and Persona 5 it uses more of extended chords like ninth chords or like altered chords and that's what gives it that kind mm. of like funky feel uh it's it's really good i mean it's it's great that's why his music all sounds so goddamn good it's, I'll a, it's a grooving jam man i'll legit drive through like downtown springfield playing that and like the looks i get from people are great because they're like what the <laughs> hell is that guy listening to <laughs> i i used to do that with i don't I didn't know this one, but with J-pop, I used to play J-pop blaring out on my windows, driving through Newfoundland, and nobody around here knew what J-pop was. So it just gets like the strangest <laughs> looks ever. That's awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, Tony, take us home. Hi, uh, What's your last one? I guess I'm doing the final song, and uh, mine is from the game Intelligent Cube. Nice. Uh, which is a puzzle game about you running around destroying blocks before they crush you. And uh, this is the song they... This soundtrack is like this epic orchestra game for this weird ass puzzle game about uh, flipping blocks. So, uh, yeah, I go just go ahead and play it. It speaks for itself, <laughs> I think. I like that they spelled cube with a Q instead of a C. Ha ha ha. The game was also known as like Karushi in Europe for some reason. How fascinating that they changed the name. Like, Intelligent Cube itself is already kind of interesting. I know, didn't it have, like, a prefix, like, IQ, Intelligent Cube, or something like that in America? No, no, no. So, in Japan, it was IQ, Intelligent Cube. In America, it was just Intelligent Cube. And then in Europe, it was Karushi, for some reason. All right. Uh, 
Tony, I just want to say I'm really glad that we're finally getting some like orchestral music. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not for an RPG, which sounds like something for like fucking Final Fantasy. It really so, does. I was about to say what that. else. This sounds like some. What, yeah. what I'll say about this song is it is perfect. Um, if anyone gets that reference, but um, also fun fact: the majority of people that played Intelligent Cube played the demo, which had no music. So most people was, don't even. Did no, the demo had music. Uh, it, it didn't have a lot of music, though. I believe the demo was only one level. I think it was like this song or the oh. first level song. My experience yeah. was uh, with the demo too. That's pretty much all I played of this game. My favorite part are the uh, people chanting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, well, certainly. Uh, giant blocks coming towards you is epic. It's just, I remember when I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this little puzzle this game. Gives me a, this gives me a real, like, um, like an almost Katamari vibe because, like, the music is just fucking wild. And, like, I'm sure the game is also oh, it, fucking wild. It's, but, like, it's a mind trip of a game. Like,. <laughs> The game is great, and as simple as it is, this game actually, if the soundtrack actually encapsulates the intensity that can happen in the layer levels perfectly. So, I don't know what's more terrifying in this game, getting crushed by the cubes or falling off the edge and that scream sound effect that plays. <laughs> A Wilhelm scream? Kinda. It's not as funny. It's more, like, jarring. Oh, wow. Never heard of this game. I was looking up the composer, Taka, Takayuki Hattori. He did music for Ark the Lad Twilight of Spirits, which is pretty cool. Oh, but that's his oh, only yeah. other video game credits. I Otherwise, he was like known for like anime series and like movies and stuff like that. I haven't heard about Ark the Lad in years. It just sounds like something from like an anime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was known for like a, like a ton of Godzilla and, and Slayers, I think, was one of the series he did for mm. anime. <laughs> Hey, you forgot. Welcome back, Mr. McDonald. Oh, yes. Come on. Uh, I wish I should have put that first. Some of that Godzilla <laughs> music was really good. I'm a big Godzilla fan. And like Godzilla 2000 has good music. It's not the only good thing it has. I like bad movies. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but... <laughs> oh, dude, like anything from oh, Sir Neil Breen. He did it. The Godzilla it Planet of the Monsters. Yeah, yeah. That's I saw that too. Oh, that's awesome. We brought up Ark the Lad, though. Can that series come back, please? Would not mind another Ark the Lad. That and Alundra, dude. Shout out to Chan. I'm sad he couldn't be here, but shout out to Chan because they need to bring back Alundra. Those were good. Unfortunately, Ark the Lad, unless you buy it digitally, is incredibly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Ark the Lad was one of those games. Like, it wasn't something that I picked up at the time. I want to say, like, PS2 era when I was working at, like, Oh my god, what was it? It was called EB Games before it switched to GameStop. Uh, there was a couple of them that were on the shelves for between PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, and I should have got them then because it was like $19. That's so PlayStation the original the original three Ark the Lads were released in like a box set uh, by Working Designs, and that was the only yeah. way you could get them over here. And it was like this five disc like jewel case that you could get. It was insane, but uh Jesus Christ. Yeah, Arc the Arc the Lad's a good a good one. Doesn't get enough. It was basically Sony's Fire Emblem. That is that is all the best. All of our favorite. Well, like whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Um yes, that is all of our favorite. That is all no. the video on the game music that exists, period. There's never been any <laughs> that <is> more. True. <laughs> there there is yeah. no other great video game music. All out those there, but anybody <laughs> all those other games we mentioned, they don't exist. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> That's true. But uh, yeah, you can check out the playlist uh, again that we added in the uh, episode description. We've added just a bunch of our favorite music there, as well as from some of the other. We had a, a couple other um, participants that couldn't make it. Yeah, and there were some good, good ones on there too, man. I, honestly, the playlist is really listenable because there's a lot of variety, and it's something that I've actually had on in the background, even like like while I'm working or doing other stuff like that during the last couple of, like weeks while we talked about this. And I discovered a lot of really new stuff that I probably wouldn't have heard otherwise through that playlist. So it was, uh, I'm really glad to have it. And I think anybody that listens will also probably enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do this again sometime to to get our, our last three in there as well. And uh, also, <laughs> I love that the playlist is like 70% Bill. <laughs> I, may, I may or may not have been drunk when I added like half of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good, cool. dude. <laughs> all right, folks. Um, yeah, where can where can people find all of y'all? We'll uh, we'll start with Tony. Yeah, uh, I run a podcast. Like I mentioned before, PlayStation Rumble. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PS Rumble. I also have my own personal Twitter, uh, Tony Gear Solid, where I just post random nonsense and make stupid comments. So uh, it's a fun time. Follow me. Right on. How about you, Rick? Yep. Uh, once again, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search Pixel Project Radio. Same with any of your favorite pod listening uh, apps on your mobile devices. Nice. How about you, Jameson? Yeah. Uh, so you can find Bar Silence where I talk uh, a minimal amount, a little bit less than today. I have uh, a, usually a monthly release episode where uh, Bar Silence VGM is uh, going to be and has been focused on pretty much the very best video game music that I think of. But I also try and bring in a lot of uh, uh, stuff that I know people are nostalgic for. So my show will focus on video game music. Uh, you'll get a lot of good listening. Uh, they're usually, I try and keep it like an hour or so long. That way it's uh, digestible. But uh, you'll hear me a little bit in between giving you basically kind of like a book report version of video games and their background a little bit about the composers the game itself and some of like a just the world at the time when the game was released i think it's good for a comparison of when what the game soundtrack sound like so I try and incorporate a little bit of that into it too uh you can find me at uh on twitter at bar silence vgm uh i'm on there it's probably where i am most active because i interact with a lot of these guys there and uh, you can also go to barsoundless.com, and that's where pretty much every episode is going to be listenable. And you can, like Rick said, find it on pretty much every podcast you can find, or podcatcher you can find. Right on. How about you, Bill? Uh, so I'm Bill. I'm the host, one of the two hosts of the Gaming Collecting Podcast. I said earlier it's a gaming and anime-based podcast. Me and my sister Alex talk about a whole bunch of different anime and gaming-based topics. Uh, we're pretty much on every podcast. Uh, podcasting platform uh, you can find all of our links on a uh, link tree slash the barber who games right on and jody all right so i'm mostly bach wheel on twitter if you uh want to find me there you can also find me on i've guessed on a couple other podcasts too uh games my mind found did the star wars cartoons and uh gamer looks at 40 i'm in his zelda series so you can always check me out there nice and yeah as always superpodsaga.com all of our uh all of our past episodes, blog, all that good stuff. Um, well, yeah, that is that is everything. Uh, everybody say goodbye. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, bye.